At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's my partner, Amal Shaw. In about 40 minutes, we're going to have Josh Towers on again today, Amal, since it's a Thursday. I'm dying to ask him a question about Blake Snell, Jace Tingler, and the San Diego Padres. But until then, let's talk about last night's action. We had two great hockey games. I know, by the way, four NBA playoff games, three series closeouts. Unfortunately, the team we really needed to win didn't. And let's start right there. Clippers once again fail oh, at Staples. I thought you were going to say the Knicks. The hope, no, but that was you know I think that was that was you were clinging to hope in that series. Yeah, exactly. We actually had hope in this Clippers series after they even the series with two wins in Dallas. Home team has yet to win in the first five games here. Amal, can you explain it? Yeah, it's the greatness of Tyron Lue on that bench for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have a coach that good, I'm really shocked they haven't swept this team. Surprised they've gone zero and three. This team is horrible. What the hell is wrong with him? You can't win against the Dallas Mavericks. Look, when you the Dallas Mavericks are probably one of the few teams in the NBA that are in the postseason. You have to buy a program when you go to their game because you don't know anybody besides Luka and Tim Hardaway Jr. Third most shot attempts last night, Dorian Finney-Smith for the Dallas Mavericks. Are you kidding me? You're going up against Kawhi Leonard. You're going up against Paul George, who, by the way, I love Paul George, right? He thinks he's a lot better than he really is. This team can't do anything. You're, you can't beat the Dallas Mavericks once in three tries at home. I hope the Mavs close it out. 
Let's talk about the adjusted series price now. I, w- I was interested to see what would this would come back. I looked around. You can get 160 on the Mavs right now to win either of the last two games. The comeback on the Clippers plus 140, probably better off betting them individually if you think you're going to win the series. Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at this point in time, I don't know if you can continue to fall behind like this. It's in sports when you have a certain team. Maybe they fall behind the first three weeks of the NFL season and they rally and they rally. You can't continuously do that. And this is what the Clippers have put themselves in that situation. They're looking, obviously, at seven games already. If they're struggling with the Dallas team that is one player, four other guys on the floor that nobody knows, and, I mean, I love the line somebody had on Twitter. Our producer told us, Christophe Porzingis should buy a ticket to the game. I mean, he's not even out there participating. Luka's single-handedly carrying this team past this Clippers team. Is it a lack of heart, lack of coaching, lack of ability? What the hell is it? I don't understand the defensive philosophy, or is there one? No, there isn't one. There has to be one to understand it. Right? I mean, they, they let him have any, you know, any switch that he wants. When he dribbles at the top of the key, they back off of him and they let him get a little 12-foot leaners. I mean, this happens over and over again. I don't get it. I think they think they're playing five-on-five five at the Y. You know where you let one guy have a shot and then he lets you come back the other way and get a shot, but Dallas doesn't allow them to do that? It's pathetic the way the Clippers have played. What does this series do for your opinion of Kawhi? You know, it's, it's a great question <laughs> because, to me, he's a tremendous player. We know in San Antonio you had Tim Duncan and Tony and Manu and all those guys in pop. But going to uh, Toronto and carrying that team, especially against the Warriors, incredibly impressive. But at the same time, to me, if you are an elite top five, top three player, best player in the league, you should be able to get past this Dallas team. That's not taking anything away from the greatness of Luka Doncic, and he's only going to continue to build upon what he is already. But he should be able to catapult this team single-handedly past the Mavs. All right, let's move on to the game that happened first last night. The 76ers, without Joel Embiid, were able to get by... Uh, the Washington Wizards, and close out that series. I mean, in the East, it's all decided. It didn't take more than five games for any of the series, so we know the semifinal matchups. They got the job done. They covered the number, winning 129 to 112. Unfortunately for you, the Hawks also got the job done in Madison Square Garden and closed out the Knicks. Bad news for 76ers backers or people that have future tickets on them. They're not going to get rest here. If the Knicks could have at least forced the game six, maybe there's some more rest for Embiid. And the look-ahead series price here... I see the 76ers at only a dollar, minus $1.75 in some spots, up to minus $2 in others. Obviously, Embiid's health baked into that number. Yeah, exactly. It appears he's probably not going to go for a couple of games. I still like Philly's chances. They played a similar style of team in terms of how Washington's going to shoot some threes last night. Uh, didn't take a ton of three-pointers, only 23-point attempts, but still made eight of those. Uh, give Philadelphia credit to do it without their best player in a dominant fashion against this team. And I go, I like to go through the box scores, and I had a hard time because I didn't see this game last night, seeing where Philly was able to assert themselves because Washington shoots 49% from the three-point arc, 40% from the, uh, excuse me, 49% from the floor, and almost 80% from the foul line. And it wasn't like they were overwhelming. They were plus seven, though, in turnovers, and great job. 52 points in the paint. Even without Embiid, they were dominant in the paint. Yeah, it wasn't an easy victory. Obviously, they stayed close through halftime here in this game, and it looked like possibly Washington could steal a game and force a game six back in our nation's capital, but it didn't happen. 76ers were able to close them out and now look ahead to the Atlanta Hawks. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. We're talking about the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Back to the other series. Hawks close out the Knicks in five. What went wrong for you here, Amal? You were heavy here on the Knicks. You thought that this was a good matchup. They did beat the Hawks all three times during the regular season. We had JVT on the show uh, debating it. He was on the side of the Hawks here, and the Hawks were victorious. Well, I don't think it's a debate when somebody has to ask for mercy like I needed to in this series. Uh, He was absolutely right. Give him full credit on that one. He called Atlanta from the jump, and they were dominant. Here was the problem where I fell into a trap. 
Derrick Rose is not the same player he was 10 years ago. Number two, more importantly, and this was the real problem, I should have known Julius Randle was Julius Randle. When the chips are down, Julius Randle can't play. This guy was horrendous in this series. You look at his numbers. He did not perform at an elite level. This guy wants to be paid like a megastar. And some team will overpay for him, and they're going to make a huge mistake because you can't win with them. Did the fact that the Hawks switch coaches midseason, did you underestimate that in the handicap? Because, and listen, I'm not an NBA, right? I'm not, I don't follow the NBA. It seemed a, a lot of talk was about, especially on the announcing crews, the, the, the factor that Nate McMillan was in, in this team's performance. I hear what you're saying, but to me, at what point in time in your life did you think Nate McMillan was a great coach? Well, that's why I thought it was a little surprising <laughs> about the great saying, turnaround yeah, with Nate yeah, McMillan. I mean, Nate McMillan's a lot. There's 20 yeah. other Nate McMillans in this league. Rick Adelman, all these guys that get their teams to the playoffs and never win anything. Yeah. That's Nate McMillan. So to me, it wasn't that. It was Atlanta's ability to shoot the ball. And then Randall, we talked about it. In this series, when you look at it in terms of what he was doing, didn't put up a ton of numbers. Only 90 points in five games, averaging 18 points a game. He's got to be better than that if the New York Knicks are going to rely on him to be a scorer and to take this team to the next level. Also, the other thing is give Thibodeau credit. And I think my mistake was assuming because the Knicks wound up in fourth place, they were a better team than their record indicated. They probably were a middle-of-the-pack team that benefited from the type of season we had. If this were an 82-game season and you have a little bit of the travel, you're not playing repeatedly against certain teams, I think maybe they don't perform as well. My friend that doesn't understand basketball, as you said the other day, made a comment to me the other day, the Knicks are really more like an eight seed than a four seed. <laughs> well, they got one thing right. I mean, hey, you know, people are broken clock is right twice a day. So now it'll be the 76ers, the one seed against the Hawks, the five seed coming up in the semifinals in the East. We see the series price anywhere from $1.75 on the 76ers to $2 if you shop around, depending on which side you like. If Embiid was healthy, if there was no meniscus issue, what would the line in this series have been? I, I think it would have to be three... And a half to four. That's what I said. 375, yeah. I made the number. To me, it would be a dominant performance mm-hmm. because you don't have anybody that can match up with Joel Embiid. He's an elite-level player offensively. The things he can do, he's still a paint presence defensively as well. So, I mean, not not a he's not a Rudy Gobert in terms of blocking at the rim, but I still think he's a, different, he's a huge difference maker. And to lose a player of that caliber has an impact. It's like if you take Trey Young's offensive ability off of Atlanta, there's still going to be a drop-off. It may not be as impactful as the way the loss of Embiid is for Philly. Does the price of 175 in the series entice you to make this bet right now, or are you going to wait and see when Embiid comes back? Yeah, because I still think when you look at Harris and then Ben Simmons, of course, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a difference in terms of what this team can be. They're still, in my opinion, a better team than Atlanta. They have a chance to prove it without Embiid. If they can keep Embiid on the sideline for three, four games, they got the first two games at home, great opportunity to get off to a fast start here and show how good this team can be, and then maybe you get Embiid back in game four or five and you have a chance and you make your postseason push from there. So will you lay the 175 right now? I think so. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's a good one to take. But, you know, again, I, I want to see one thing, though. I want to get a little bit more clarity on the status of Embiid. Because if I feel like he's got a chance to come back in this series, that makes a huge difference. If he doesn't, it would concern me a little bit more. All right, the fourth game that took place last night, the one we didn't talk about at least, was the Utah Jazz closing out Memphis, and they did so rather impressively, as well as covering the number in that game. Utah now sits and waits for the winners of Clippers and Mavericks. Here's where my opinion has changed. If the Clippers do get through this series with the Mavs and they're able to win game six and seven, I think Utah's going to be a solid favorite in this series. Oh, I would agree with you. I think Utah's in great shape right now. Look, the Clippers are going seven games. The Lakers are going seven games. They're not worried about Denver. They're not worried about Portland. They're not worried about Phoenix. It's the two L.A. teams. And, hell, we don't even know if those two L.A. teams are going to be around for the second uh, leg of the tournament. Yeah, they're both down 3-2 heading into game six. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you one team, there's going to be a game seven involving one of these teams. You, uh, the Lakers. I believe you, you think. Yeah, you got I, that you, right. You think it's the Lakers. Well, let's start. 
Let's start off with the the appetizer tonight. Eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock here on the West Coast, and locally where the game's going to be played. What a game five that was in Denver just two nights ago. We get to see Nuggets Trailblazers part six. Uh, the Nuggets lead three two. We're on serve here, right, with the the home team having the one game edge. But it goes back to the Rose Garden in Portland tonight, where the Trailblazers, as we see again, are a bigger favorite four and a half yeah. than Denver was when they were at home. Only two, a total of all of two twenty eight. Now up to five at DraftKings. Yeah, the number's a little bit high for my liking. I don't know if Dame can play as well as he did in game number five. I mean, I, it's hard for anybody to uh, replicate or duplicate that performance in terms of what he was able to do. 12 for 17 from beyond the arc, 17 for 24 from the floor. But I expect Portland to win this game, and I expect to see a game seven. I don't know if it is it Saturday or Sunday. I haven't but, looked ahead. But, but to me, it's going to be a fantastic one. I give a slight edge here to uh, uh, Denver, excuse me, Portland in this one at home. Uh, I think they win this game. It's going to be on Saturday, uh, the matchup here. But I, I can't wait. I think this this series deserves to go seven games, and I expect it to get there. The number five, though, is a little bit precarious for me. Does it concern you at all, Amal, the way the Trailblazers lost that game with yes, that, that epic performance by Damon double overtime? I mean, mentally and emotionally, I think that, that could be a detriment to them tonight. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my area of concern here. When you look at this one, um, I, I don't know if you can emotionally get That's one of those games you, you just – you know, there's certain games when you, in hockey, especially when it goes to overtime, longer and longer it goes, you're like, you have to win this game. I felt that way about this game, even though Portland had an opportunity to go back home, level things, and then come back for a game seven. I thought that was the one they had to get in Denver. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think sometimes it's better to lose by 20 or 30, and then you come back fresh, and it, that gets out of your mind early, whereas this could have lingered. I mean, just all the roller coasters that happened in the overtime and, and, and Dame's heroics. All right, you, you guaranteed a Game 7 in a certain series, and I think it's going to be this one. Game 6 is tonight at Staples. The two-seed Suns go into L.A. to play the Lakers. Uh, Lakers here a two-and-a-half-point favorite, $1.40 on the money line with a total of 207 and a half. I take it you're going to lay the two-and-a-half tonight, Amal? I already laid the two. I okay. love the Lakers in this spot. They get blown out. And forget the fact that I expect LeBron to be extremely aggressive in this one, not get closed out at home. Whether AD goes or not, it's not going to make a difference for me. I would love it if he's able to play. It makes a little bit of a difference for this Lakers team. But at the end of the day, you still have the best player on the floor in LeBron James. They need to step up. And, Mike, you and I talk about this a lot. When a team gets embarrassed like this, I, I love an opportunity to bounce back. We had this with the Cincinnati Reds, Reds about a week ago. They gave up 19 runs to the uh, uh, San Francisco Giants, come back the next day and beat the Brewers 9-4. to Similar situation here to me with this Lakers team getting embarrassed. What they lose by 30 or 28? 30. Yeah. It was 30. And it never varied off of 30. I mean, the game was, it just stayed that way in the second half on a flat line almost. Yeah. You know what? The thing was, though, in the second and fourth quarter, LeBron didn't play. So I can see Phoenix outscoring them by one. And so that was the critical difference in that fourth quarter to get to that 30 point margin. But to me, the Lakers. This is a good t- basketball team. This is the type of game they've got to show out. This is why he came to L.A. This is the performance you need. You want to be up there with the Kobe's, the Magic's, the Kareem's. This is the game where you show up. You don't get beat on your home floor in a situation like this if you are an elite all-timer for the Lakers. Amal, do you expect the line to move significantly if we get positive information that Anthony Davis will play? I do. I expect <laughs> if he goes, I think this line will creep up to four by the time we go to game uh, three and a half for sure. Because we're already looking at two and a half. I think we'll get to three by midday. And then by tip-off, I expect to see three and a half or four. Any interest in the total here if you think LeBron is going to play well tonight and looking at an over? Dude, stop forcing these totals on me. Every day you ask me about these totals. All I hear about is 15 years ago and you betting totals at the Westgate. 
Hey, hey, listen, 15 years ago, I used to be a decent-looking guy. Those days have passed, my friend. It's all in the past. And same thing with these totals. I can't bet these totals. 207.5 is too low of a number to play under, but at the same time, not necessarily these games getting over the total unless it's Denver and uh, Portland. Well, we saw the – I mean, last game, the the Lakers almost didn't score in the second quarter, right? They, they, They went through a long drought there, and that's where Phoenix built their lead. You might not expect that tonight if you're expecting a big game out of LeBron James. That's why I asked you if you had a lean to the over. 207 and a half. I mean, this looks like the Knicks are playing the Lakers. I, I just don't want to get involved in this total. I like a situation where a team needs a win. You know, probably the smarter play would have been, and I didn't do it. I took the two, I laid the two. Probably should have taken the money line here. But I, I chose, I, I really like the Lakers in this game. I think they're going to be focused. I think they'll put particularly well. I don't know if Phoenix is going to be able to match the level of intensity you'll see from L.A. tonight. All right, let me ask you this question. In terms of your level of confidence in a bet, oh God, compared here we go. tonight, go ahead. Wait, I mean, here we go. I'm I know not gonna, the question. I, I already know what the I, question is. Yeah, this I, is compared but to I the can't Clippers answer because I don't know. <laughs> um, compared to your level of confidence in the Clippers in Game Two, when you bet them on the money line minus three dollars, what's your level of confidence that the Lakers cover two tonight? Uh, not quite as high as the Clippers, mm-hmm. even though the Clippers ended up. Uh, proving me wrong, and they failed me miserably. I still like the Lakers a lot. One area I have concern is the AD injury situation because if he's not healthy and they force him back in the lineup, could he be a detriment being out on the floor for a few minutes or in a situation where he can't necessarily contribute at the level we're used to out of him? I still believe the Lakers win this game. Let's just put it this way. The level of confidence, it will never be at the Miami Hurricanes playing Nebraska in the Rose Bowl. But I well, do like the Lakers' chances. Well, Nebraska had just given up 63 to Colorado their previous game. I mean, that was quite a setup for Miami. Yeah, in both, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. it was. They never stopped scoring the Buffaloes <laughs> against the number one ranked uh, Cornhuskers that day. They played that game Oh, the 2001 the Canes. Where are you? I need those. Those are easy winners. I'm all, let's shift our attention to the ice. We saw two games last night. Game one between the Canadians and the Jets, which um, did not go well for me. I lost my... Pre-flop first period under bet. And then when it was 2-0 early, I chased three and a half first period, blew that as well, and then just gave up on the game. I was surprised uh, Montreal had the scoring outburst when Winnipeg had done so well against Edmonton. And then, of course, really the storyline from the game, the Shifley hit late. Uh, still waiting on word from the commissioner's office of, uh, what the suspension will be there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. If you haven't seen the hit yet, Mark Shifley had a monster hit uh, on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, believe it was it on Evans yes Evan. it was on Evans and uh, so he went down had to be carted off on a stretcher about 20 minute delay there but Mike I lost on this game yesterday in the plays uh, in the all-in segment I took Montreal at minus 320 in the end game when it was two nothing mm. I said to myself I said Winnipeg's done tonight mm-hmm. they, they got no shot and I'll tell you another thing I love Montreal for this series defensively they're just better one of the things I was reading before the game yesterday was talking about the number of chances the Jets have given up so far to opponents. It was the most in the postseason of any team, like quality scoring chances. They were fortunate. Hellebuck was playing tremendous. I think the fact that it was a rest versus rust situation, the rust came into play for uh, Winnipeg. But I'm concerned when you look big picture for this team, they are just not going to be solid enough defensively because it wasn't just the goals. It, It seemed like it was just great playing by Montreal that set up easy goals. You told the hordes of uh, Nuts listeners yesterday that you liked the Canadians in the series. They were about plus 110, plus 112. You were hoping Winnipeg held serve in game one one, and you could get a plus $2 price. Now we see Montreal. It shifts Montreal anywhere from $1.80 to 225 I saw in some. Oh, these, wow. These lines vary widely, right? I mean, if you're shopping, you can get the best of it. And that's why when we they talk about shots and making these lines, arbitra- arbitraging it. 
What are your feelings right now? Montreal minus one. Let's just get you the best price. 180 for the series. Interested in laying that now or betting individual games? I, I probably bet individual games. Um, I still think we'll see a spirited effort out of uh, Winnipeg in game number two because to me it just seemed like they were a step slow the entire game. We saw the performance by Vegas last night, how well they played. They came out. They were the better team on the ice. Uh, Colorado fortunate to get that win. But here's the thing. If Mark Scheifele suspended Mark, excuse me, Mike, that, that's a big blow. He's got to be suspended. Uh, I would think so for sure. Uh, I think the suspension is anywhere from two to four games is what. I, 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 I could be you. wrong, but I think that's in the ballpark. Yeah, I, I thought it was an unnecessary hit. Uh, I thought it was one that, you know, I understand he was trying to make a play on Evans as he was putting in the goal, but still it came a little bit late in my opinion and one that could have uh, they could have done without. I think if Shifley had it to do over again, he'd like to take that back. I know it's instantaneous. He has his head down charging, trying to stop the empty net goal. He puts the Evans puts it in the net, and almost simultaneously he comes. He's so unprotected that he just he absolutely knocked him out there. All right, the other game you mentioned, um, the Golden Knights obviously played much better in game number two. I thought they were the better team last I night so in terms of their performance. Um, you saw a, really a tough early goal by Colorado where Peter Angelo gets caught wide, and then they fan on the shot, hits it with the heel, and Flurry's expecting a hard high shot, and it trickles through the five hole. I thought in the second and third periods they dominated. And I thought Colorado needed that break of getting that soft penalty uh, by Riley Smith to open up the overtime to get on the power play and finish the game there because I thought Vegas was getting the better of it. They definitely had more chances in the second and third periods. They were dominant. Look at the shot attempts in this game. You look at it in the second and third period. They outshot Colorado 31-12. to Grubauer, that's the most saves he's ever made in a playoff game. Well, you know, you mentioned Grubauer. I want to throw something out there for people looking at the Conn Smythe Trophy MVP uh, in terms of betting. Uh, Grubauer is 12-1. Nathan, Nathan McKinnon's around 125 or 175. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, Mike, to me, here's the thing that's getting overlooked with Colorado. They've won six games in this postseason. Grubauer has only given up 10 goals. I went through every goal. Three of them came on a power play. One was a shorty. Yeah. And special teams, I get people say, well, it's a shorthanded goal. No, the guys are on a breakaway usually when it's on a shorthanded situation, right? So, to me, Grubauer has been outstanding. I think he deserves more credit than he's gotten. I know McKinnon's got, I think, eight goals and five assists. But how about taking a look at Grubauer if you believe the Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup? Because when you go up against Boston, some of these teams, you're going to need some great goaltending. Something that helps Grubauer, too, in this is that McCarr has been so good, right? So you're yeah. splitting the offensive side in terms of credit for Colorado. Well, look, at Landeskog, yeah. Rantanen, they've mm-hmm. been outstanding. Rantanen gets the game-winning goal last night. All three first-round picks, these guys have performed at the level you want your first-round picks. McKinnon, the first overall pick out of Nova Scotia, has been dominant in this postseason. But I'm telling you, I don't think Grubauer is getting enough credit for how well he's played so far. They give up two goals last night. Coming into last night, they've given up eight goals in the postseason. 30-10 to 10 right now in six games, they've given up uh, goal scored versus op- opposition. Yeah. And, you know, if, in terms of making this bet for Smythe, look, um, as Darren Banks pointed out yesterday, if they advance here, they're going to get Winnipeg or, or, or Montreal, right? Because they're going to play the North. Both of those teams have the least amount of points. Colorado and Vegas, the two top amounts of points. So with the reseeding, they're going to they're going to be a four or five dollar favorite in that series against either of those teams. They're going to be huge favorites, and if you're Montreal, the goal is to get to overtime every game, get right. one goal, yeah. win one nothing. But uh, you know, to me, when you look at it, Mike, I, I don't think Grubauer is getting talked about enough. I get the greatness of McKinnon, and you know, you can make the argument he's the best player in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, you're going to need a goaltender. Darren mentioned it yesterday. You need a goalie to perform. We see it with Boston Tukarask, what he's been able to do. I, I think you look at Vasilevsky, what he's been able to do for uh, Tampa, even Najelkovic, even. Though they've lost both games two to one he still played very well even though i'm calling for morazic mm-hmm. I, I just feel like sometimes you just need a change of pace yeah 
I think Vasilevsky has been absolutely great so far. The, the closeout against Florida and then the first two games of this series. Grubar, the question for Colorado is how far can Grubar take him? They haven't been able to make the deep run just yet with this talented team. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the two games on the ice tonight as well as a couple of games on the Major League Baseball schedule. Up next on the Nuts. Located at the mecca of sports and fun, Circa Resort and Casino. Three levels, six pools, 143-foot screen, with the most in-demand games. Plus, 365 days and nights of operation, all games, all seasons. All the more reason to visit Las Vegas' new attraction, Stadium Swim. It's always spectator season. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw, whose motto is, if it's free, it's for me, and I'll take three. (laughs) Amal, we talked about last night's games on the NHL uh, ice. Uh, Two more games tonight, including this compelling series in the East where the Islanders evened it up in Game 2 with a 4-3 overtime victory in Boston. The scene shifts now to Long Island here. This barn will be rocking tonight, but you have an opportunity to play the Bruins at a much better price. Opened around 140. It's up to 150 a mall, and, and we see the flat, uh, the flat five tonight for a total. Well, let's, okay, because I know you're going to ask me about the total, but let's just get away from that right now. <laughs> I heard you were a totals player. What, can Mike, I only ask fi- you about French Open now? Yeah, you know, Mike, that was 15 years ago. I mean, times well, have changed. I can't pick a winner. You're wearing with... the same clothes. Yeah, I know, but I can't still pick God. a winner with tomorrow's newspaper. <laughs> anyway, um, to me, when I look at this one right now, in terms of the total, you have to go over because you have to limit one team to one goal. So I'm not sure if that necessarily happens. I don't like this price with Boston at 155, 155. on the road. I laid, too... one, I laid 140 with them this morning. Okay, that's a pretty good price. But why, are you, why is everybody selling New York so short? And I know I've talked about Boston's defense and how well they've played, uh, especially since they acquired two-goal Taylor Hall. Uh, to <laughs> me, I, I don't get it. I think give Barry Trotz and this team credit. I, I think the point you've made is valid, though, that if the Bruins stop taking these dumb penalties, yes, they are the yes. better side. There's no question New York about that. can't beat them five on five. I would agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit concerned when teams are so defensive. I don't like to lay a high price. I still think Boston wins. I'm just not interested in laying the 155. You can get a price that you got around 140. I think it's a, it's a, a take, but not at 155. I agree with you there. I can't touch the five because uh, two two. The best you can hope for is it's a, a tie. Yeah, exactly. And, and the first period price, you know, I don't really like to lay 135 or 140. So I passed on this game. Um, if if somehow the Islanders are able to steal this game in uh, in Long Island. And I would look then to try to get Boston maybe at a plus price in the series down 2-1. I would agree with you there. I think Boston's got a great shot. Boston, if you're the Bruins, you have to do one thing in the next two games. Win one game. You feel great Mm -hmm. about your chances back in Boston to win two out of three. If they can steal one here, they're in great shape. And I'm with you. If the Isles win this game, we're probably looking at a pick-em series price, maybe 120 either way. And then you come back with the Bruins then. Well, top to bottom, the Central was the best division all year. We have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay going up against Carolina, who won the division. Tampa takes both games on the road in Raleigh, 2-1. Now they come home. Huge series favorite, almost as big as the Avalanche. I mean, they're like 8 $9 now here in this spot. I don't think this series is necessarily over. These games were very close. Carolina outshot Tampa Bay. By a large Vasilevsky yeah. was a little better than Nadelkovich, right? Uh, by a slim margin. 
And that's what separated them here. I think this price is too high here on Tampa Bay at 160. I think you're going to get a good effort out of Carolina tonight. I'm not willing to bet them at plus 135, but I can't lay this with Tampa. Yeah, here's a concern I have now, and I talked about getting Morazic in there. They're talking mm-hmm. about potentially starting Morazic tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, are you concerned at all about the fact that he's had an extended layoff? Morazic hasn't played since May 10th. That was the magic date in which Robin Leonard played <laughs> right, last. Right. And Robin Leonard looked like you or I on the ice defending. Robin Leonard wasn't dressed last night. Did you notice that? I did not. He was not even the backup last night. He was not going to play. Wow. And I don't know if he'll dress again uh, the rest of the playoffs. I don't know what that game did to him uh, mentally as well. But, uh, no, he was he was not going to see the ice again. I am concerned about Morazic having not been in game conditions in that long. Remember, he he played against Nashville, the Preds' final home game of the regular season. They mm-hmm. gave up a five go- five goals in that one. Uh, if he goes in this one, Mike, I lean towards Tampa. But again, he's an experienced guy. He can bounce back maybe better than uh, Leonard did in his uh, one stint. You know, do you make the argument, could he give his team a lift? What more lift do they need? I mean, they're down 2 nothing in a game they have to win, and it's the playoffs. I don't know that you get it, some sort of a lift. No, Nagelkovich hasn't played poorly. Yeah, but he hasn't played particularly well either because he did give up a softie in the uh, first game. The first game winner yeah, was yeah, a softball. Exactly. Bad and so, angle. And so if Morazic doesn't give that up, you might be looking at a 1-1 series. That changes everything. I mean, the reality of this, is in this series and in the VGK series probably outside of the first game, it's going to come down to half a dozen plays over six games. I want to ask you about the VGK adjusted series price. The uh, Avalanche up to seven fifty in some spots, $7. You can get plus $5 or plus five fifty back on VGK. Did you see enough last night in that oh, performance in the last two periods to make it worth a shot at 5-1 to one that VGK can win this series? Well, first of all, if I didn't see it, every text message from you complaining to me how I laid 180 with the Avalanche I reminded didn't, no, me. No, that was not about that at all. Oh. I was talking about a graphic, how I wanted it to be more realistic. It had nothing to do well, with no, you. Well, I laid it, too. I told well, you I bet. Well, that. next I told time you use the word graphic in your text. Oh, anyway. Uh, people are very sensitive here. You ever look in the mirror, buddy? <laughs> not <laughs> me. Not me. I put right. that record up there every day. All right, Queen Sensitivity, let's move on. Uh, anyway, I, I don't want to lay this price here with Colorado, obviously. Too high of a price. I don't think it's a bad bet on uh, Vegas based on the way they played. I would. You and I said this before we came on the air. We thought Vegas was the better team last night. I thought it was unfortunate when they had the power play. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, if Vegas doesn't score here, they're not going to win this game in overtime. I felt like the momentum was right there with the power play opportunity. Coming up in 15 minutes, we'll have Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher. And up next, we'll go through them all in and the Palm Reader Playbook. We learned yesterday that Amal Shaw is not a podcast guy, but that will not dissuade us from our pitch. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, a numbers game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander for his French Open plays or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with our own JVT, Long Shots, with Brady Cannon, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to persuade you to start listening to podcasts. I think they're a great way. Great way.
great way to take in all the VSIN content. Well, you know what? I'll make sure I get uh, I'll get to that at some point in time. Amal, I don't know. You need to update us on yesterday. You gave us two plays, and then you gave us three plays this morning in the French Open. Are yeah. all your three plays concluded now in the they French? They are. Went two and one. Ann Lee, uh, the young American. She was a big dog. She was a big dog, plus 275. She got roasted by Alina Spitalina. Mm. Uh, 6-0 in the first set, and then 6-4. And then, of course, Sophia Kennan, uh, former uh, Australian Open champion and uh, French Open runner-up. Uh, she took care of, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who it was, Baptiste, I think it was yesterday. But um, Haley Baptiste, uh, she wins that one comfortably, 7-5, 6-3. And then the other play yesterday as well was Jen Brady. Ended up going to three sets. Tight match against Fiona Farrow, but comes out on top. All right, let's get to the Amal in today. Got two plays. Going to start with the French Open because you know the other play. We, we know that play, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marketa Vundrasova taking on uh, Paulina Herskog uh, tonight. Uh, actually, it'll be tomorrow morning. Uh, minus 190. I like her here. She's a good clay quarter. She should have the advantage here. Uh, should have no problem. And then the Lakers, minus two tonight. Lines up to two and a half. Could get to three. So if you're going to take this one, try and jump on this one soon if you like the Lakers. Okay, very good. Uh, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook. No good last night with that first period. Um... First period in the uh, the Canadian game with uh, with Winnipeg, and I chased it and even did worse. And then uh, I had the Nelson Lametti pitched very well, but of course Jace Tangler got involved in the bottom of the fifth and made a pitching change against a guy who had uh, just struck out two batters in a row, and we blew there. So uh, Cubs end up winning the first five, and we didn't cash on the plus price with Lamette. I'm going to go to the Rockies today. What a split this team has! They're like 20 games under 500 on the road. Five games over 500 at home. They've won the first two games against Texas in this series. This is an anti-Mike Fultonevich play. If you've been following the playbook, I've been going against Fultonevich. Not the pitcher he was for many years. Not the all-star he was. He's lost about four miles an hour off his fastball. We've been fading him when he pitches for Texas. Even though it's Gomber, a guy you like to go against. Yeah, Austin Gomber. Uh, yeah. Gomber. I'm going to lay 130 with Gomber today. It's up to 136 now at DraftKings. Not not a bad play because the Rockies can't win when they're on the road at home. They're not as bad. Yeah. So it's a good opportunity with them. By the way, I want to go back to the thing you mentioned about All-Star. One thing I don't like in baseball is a guy gets classified as an All-Star. It doesn't mean you're actually an All-Star caliber pitcher. You only have to be good for half a season. An All-Star designation should require an entirety of a season performance before you're qualified as an All-Star. Uh, I would agree with you on that, uh, Amal, because um, like Steve Stone, he started that All-Star game in 1980 yeah. in, in, uh, in Dodger Stadium when he faced off against J.R. Richard. Now, he is an All-Star announcer. I think we oh, both he's, agree he's on that. He's one of the best. He's absolutely one of but, the best. But his career was not really an All-Star career. The Colin, other play, he's, he's from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, the other, play that, uh, the other play that I mentioned earlier also was the Bruins. I laid 140 with them. It seemed they're getting steamed up, up to 155 now in Game 3 against the Islanders. On Long Island. Okay, Amal, I want to talk about a couple games on the Major League Baseball schedule. We're going to have Josh Towers on after the break to ask him some more macro questions about baseball, including who he likes to win in this very competitive, looks like three-team race in the in the AL East. Let's start with a couple of matchups on the West Coast. Cubs tonight travel to San Francisco. They've been hot as of late now, taking the lead in the NL Central, and they'll throw Zach Davies against the Giants who counter with the Italian stallion, Anthony, Anthony Desclafani. <laughs> Very solid so far yeah. this year since coming over. Davis 2-2 two and two in ERA, 4-6-5 and 50 in the third innings. A walk problem here, Amal. 29 strikeouts against 27 walks. Josh Towers will tell you that's unforgivable. Desclafani, 4-2 for the Giants, 3-5-6, 60 and two-thirds innings, 54 walks, 20, uh, 54 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 7 home runs. We see the Giants a small home favorite here, anywhere between $1.25 and $1.30. A total in a night game uh, 
in San Francisco of eight and a half. Like the Giants here, uh, they got embarrassed by the Angels the other night, eight to one. Uh, Rendon had a big uh, two-out double that scored three runs, have really put the game out of reach for uh, the Angels in that one. Cubs have been playing well, as you alluded to, winners of nine out of their last ten. But San Francisco at home, Mike, fifteen and eight. Cubs under five hundred on the road. Good spot, in my opinion, for the Giants to bounce back here off that last loss. Uh, you mentioned Di Sclafani in terms of what he's been able to do. Been very solid for this team. Had a rough outing two starts ago against the Dodgers where he gave up 10 runs, but bounced back in a decent fashion, but only went four and two-thirds innings. What's driving me nuts with pitchers like him, allow them to get five, six innings into a ball game. But these analytics guys will not allow you to face a hitter for the third time, and they got to yank this guy. Oh, he's having a no-hitter? Let's, let's you know, take him out of the game. It's so ridiculous. Let these guys go deeper in the games. Last time I checked, Sandy Koufax's arm is still connected. Let's go down the coast to Petco. Um where the Mets, who've been hot, winners of six of seven, including two of three in Arizona, travel um, west to face the Padres. Great pitching matchup tonight. I thought it was interesting, the numbers on these two guys. Uh, Tyon Walker for the Mets. UU Darvish, who we have at 20-1 to one to win the Cy Young for the Padres. Walker, 4-1, and one, 1.84 ERA, a whip of under one, .94, 49 innings pitched, 49 strikeouts, 19 walks, one homer allowed. And then you Darvish. Five and one, two one six ERA, whip almost identical, zero point nine three, sixty six and two thirds innings, seventy nine strikeouts, sixteen walks against six home runs. Darvish at home, this is one of the cheaper prices you'll get, only almost as cheap as with, you know when he play play the Dodgers, he's only about a dollar thirty favorite, but only one seventy five up to one eighty now here in this spot. But Walker's pitched very well, and it's reflected in the total of them all six and a half. First five is either three and a half, lay 125 to the under, or a flat three, you can get plus 105 on the end. I don't like the three, because that three could come into play. The three and a half is not a bad price. You mentioned Walker. Nine starts so far this year. Eight of the nine starts, Mike, he's given up two runs or less earned. He has been terrific. You look at him in terms of what he's been able to do over his uh, last uh, number of, uh, excuse me, 22 innings pitched. He's only given up one earned run. He's been terrific. We know how well Darvish has pitched all year long for the Padres. This is a game where if you can get the seven, I like the under here. I don't want to take the six and a half, but I like the under seven. Do you think the Mets are worth a play at 155 as well as they're playing right now? Yeah, it's absolutely worth a I, shot. I, I was thinking about the Mets. I can't tell. It's just too low. I know Petco's a pitcher park, but, you know, something goes wrong here, and, and, you get, and you get a crooked run inning, and then you're behind the eight ball. You almost need these guys to get into the fourth with no runs and create a little bit of value for yourself. Darvish has been absolutely lights out, but Walker has been very solid as well. So for me, it's Mets or nothing tonight. I hear what you're saying, and give uh, this Mets offense credit. They've been doing well offensively. Sunday night, they put up a 13 spot against the Braves. Uh, continue that uh, towards pace in Arizona, but that's a hitter-friendly park. I just think you, Darvish, is going to be able to put the clamps down on them, and I also think Walker does the same thing to the Padres. I like this game under. It's a game I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to watching. Tonight. Yeah, me too. That and the Cubs games with the Giants as well. All right, up next after the break, as I said, it's Josh Towers. We've got a lot of questions about him. AL East, Jace Tingler, Blake Snell. Hopefully we'll have enough time giving him just one segment after his long drive-in. Up next on The Nuts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live stream of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. 
in Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Great to be back on the nuts with two made guys here, Mike Palm and, of course, Josh yeah. Towers. They put the small guy in the middle. I'm Mike Palm on my left. I'm Shaw on my right, former Major League pitcher, World did Series. You, did you hear what you just World said? World Series. What? Mike Palm on my left and Amal Shaw on my right. I did not say that. Okay, I'm making Roll the stuff. tape. Amal Shaw on my left. I said, I'm Mike Palm. Amal Shaw on my I know what I said, Amal. Josh Towers. I want to. I want to make sure we point out the World Series ring with the Yankees because yes. I, I want transparency here on this first question. I think this AL East is becoming a very compelling race between three teams: Yankees, mm-hmm. Rays, Red Sox. Who you got winning this division? You don't like the Jays? Tough not having a home. You're the one that told us that. I'm you closed. You. you buy a new suit. Where are you cool? going to put it? The clubhouse I'm guy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Take me out of right. Florida, put me in right. Buffalo. You go, from, you go from Dunedin to Buffalo? If, uh, <laughs> it sounds like because of the hockey, they might actually be able to go home. I mean, really? Well, if they're going to let the NHL go play in Canada. So if they if they go, what I'm if they to. go to the Pierre Trudeau, can they I'm win this thing? I'm you, man. No. No, they can't. No, they can't. No, they can't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really I, – I, listen, I, at the beginning of preseason, I thought the Yankees, I thought Tampa lost starting pitching, which kind of made me nervous a little bit. Um, Good thing I, they lost Snell. It's a great thing. <laughs> Apparently they knew something we didn't. Um, isn't it weird? He Blake Snell can't pitch on the road. Clearly. He's struggling on the road. It's, it's, it's tremendous. But yet, uh, San Diego was a road team. You know what I'm saying? And now yeah. we go to Tampa. Let's say you had to go pitch in Tampa. Is that, is that a road when we used to be home? It's crazy how the mindset works with us. Um, I, I don't know his comfortability factor, but he, he can't get nobody out on the road. It's amazing. I think I would have to go with Tampa Steel. I just there's something that they do that's just special. I getting to that point about Tampa, the pitching is always great. Yeah. The offense, I've never seen a team that can win games by just scoring of the nine innings, they score in two innings. They'll get one run in like one through five, and they'll put up a crooked number somewhere between six <laughs> through nine, and they somehow win these games. They've done it today against they the Yankees. They they got to they got to Cole, I think, in the fifth inning. They put up a crooked number there and they lead now five to one. But that's what they do. So you saw Kiermaier in that inning, he beats out a ball where he kind of jumps out of the way. And uh, the first baseman tried to tag him, missed him, right? And then Booney comes out and he argues. We're about an arm reach length away from first base. So he's trying to say he's out of the baseline. He wasn't. Those are the things that they capitalize on. Now all of a sudden a hit and run or something like that, and you're, you're so frustrated you don't realize what happened. Kiermaier, the greatest player for unders ever. Plus, plus defender and can't hit. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, again, that's the little things they do. And then all of a sudden he, Kevin Cash and the boys, they see like a little bit of weakness and they exploit it. Put somebody in motion. Uh, create some sort of offense or something to where you're you're kind of mentally out of it, and then they take advantage and create a big run inning, and, and that's what we again just saw. So it's 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 an offense that's they don't rely on one person ever, which a lot of teams rely on one guy. They don't do that. And then again, the one thing that I can't emphasize enough is you see it with pitching staffs, you see it with offenses. I'm gonna have my bench guys kind of sit, not come in. Oh, maybe a day game I'll put you in, or something like that. He uses everybody so consistently that they all feel like they're starters. I, that, Mike, that's an excellent point you make because it, talking to college basketball coaches that run Roy Williams style, where you go 11, 12 players, there's more continuity and team unity in those types of teams. To your point, Josh, you make both. Parades. So important. So important. I need to feel like I'm a part of it and not like oh, I'll pitch every two weeks and then you get nothing out of me. I'm gonna waste of a, a roster spot. I want to talk about a specific situation. It dovetails off us talking about Snell, right? Sunday, they're at Minute Maid for the final game of that series. They steal that game after the drop pop-up and the Tatis home run on Saturday, right? Houston's playing so good right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Astros are playing so good, so well. Um, Snell goes out there. He gets blitzed again. You're down 7-0 after 3 against Grinke. Mm -hmm. 
why do you burn Musgrove and bring Musgrove in who's supposed to start on Monday? Well, there's your answers to why they're losing, right? Isn't this a fireable offense? This is, Shouldn't they have fired Jace Tingler before he got on the plane? That's the answer to your uh, Dilson Lament yesterday question. Oh. Like, I, okay, I get it, but we don't piggyback in the big leagues. I'm sorry, that's just not how it works. And you have all of these starters, and now they're back, and you don't want to send one of them down, which you can't. But your bullpen's doing a pretty good job. You got a little bit of a good rotation going there. So what do I do? I have one too many. Let's piggyback somebody. Oh, Musgrove had a bad outing once or twice. Let's piggyback him. No, you don't do that. Make it a six-man rotation or call it a day on somebody. Go trade them. I don't know. Turn one of them again into a eight- or nine-inning guy, whatever you need. But what they're doing right now is not it because I'm always going to pull the reins back on one and then put another one in a bad spot, which they did, clearly, and it's going to – it's going to affect them. You talk about so much the mentality between being a reliever and a starter. Musgrove wasn't ready to pitch on he Sunday. He's not a reliever. He's not. That, that, that was not. such a bad decision. Oh. No, my God. You have no idea. Like, again, at 7.05 game, 6.30 I'm stretching, 6.40 I'm playing catch, 6.50 I'm on the mound. I'm walking in, get a drink, go to the mound, hear the anthem, cool. Uh, when do I get to do that as a reliever? I have to play catch at 4.30 with time stretches, and then I might get in the game at 8.30? I don't get to play catch again. I just got to jump up. Like we don't. That's not good. We don't do that as starters. I need routine. Let's go to the National League, looking at all three divisions. Right now, you have the Mets, the Cubs, and the Giants leading each respective division. None of these teams are really picked to win their divisions, but I want to go out west because you've got the Padres and the Dodgers who are highly competitive. Do you believe the Giants are going to be here for the long haul in this season? And also, do you have the same feeling about the Mets and the Cubs? None of them will be. Really? None of them. The Mets. <laughs> I laugh when I see the Mets up top. How bad is that division? They're supposed to all be good. They're 15-5 and five at home, which is kind of cool. It's kind of impressive that they're taking advantage of that. I like that. But, uh, no, again, I went over this the other day. They have nothing that, that they will rely on in the minor league system. They have no depth. They have no prospects that they call prospects. And they have nothing that's tradable. And then you were watching guys dropping like flies. So these, like what they have today pitching, you think he's going to do that all year? Because he's going to have to in order for them to be able to be in this position later. It's not going to happen. Can he do it all year? No. God His no. numbers and are the same as Darvish's numbers so far. I mean, it's a, I like, if you did a blind thing, would you say it's Darvish and Walker? It's, I mean, it's Walker. It's eight or nine starts, he's given up yep. two earned runs or less. <laughs> it's very, very impressive, actually. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see. Uh, and then you got distraction Stroman. So, like, <laughs> what do we get? One every... Again, again now. Yeah, another distraction. Another a distraction. Comment, a joke. I mean, and, and then he's yeah. Now he's a victim, and <laughs> yeah. And so I get well, it, I mean, but he it's is not. Five, it, seven, it, of course, it, he's a victim. It pulls away from. I wish I was five seven. <laughs> 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 um, so no, the Mets won't be there, in my opinion. The Cubs. I don't know how they're doing it. I think this is a terrible lineup. I oh, it's unbelievable! They got the yeah, It's out. really bad, they and they're leading the division. There's seven automatics uh, outs in that lineup. It's so bad. Oh, uh, they're all beating on each Sorry, other. And the Cubs are winning at home again. The home field advantage for some teams like the Mets and Cubs is the coolest part. And the, mm-hmm. and again, San Francisco as well. Fifteen and eight, twenty-one and ten, and fifteen and five. Like you don't see that in baseball too often. So that's another weird thing, which obviously puts them in in the front. Uh, I think we're asking too much of San Francisco as well for 162 games. I think I'm asking too much of Di Scafani and. And Gosman's been amazing, and the rest of the guys have been, it's been really, really cool. I just think we're asking too much of players who haven't been asked that before. You talked about Walker. Can Walker do this all year? I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask this later. Um, Lance Lynn. Oh, I love him. I mean, I used to fade this guy early in his career, love right? Him. It's three years now. What yes. what gives? He's good. What <laughs> He's happened? Great. He's really good. Six and one, one three seven point nine three. 57 strikeouts in 52 innings? 
I mean, the oh. guy is great. He's a competitor, and he gives you a good outing every time. He's fantastic. He, yeah. he turned it on when he yeah. got to uh, Texas. Just something just clicked. Yeah. And then I, I, I like what they did in Texas where it was like, open day starter, and then next year it's like, nah, he should be the starter. It's like him and Minor were like, Minor. no, you get it. You one and one it. Yeah. And, and like mm-hmm. that, when you start, again, when you start rooting and promoting your teammates, great things happen. And I think that was the transition to him being this next level guy, which I think is pretty cool. Um, back to Blake Snell real quick. Every other year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. He's just on track. Like it doesn't change for him. So I don't know if that has something to do with the two where he just can't consistently put two things together. Um, and then again with Tywan Ty- Walker, he, he's just not going to stay healthy. He has never done it. I hope to someday work with someone who promotes their teammates. Uh, you know, when you <laughs> mentioned the Chicago White Tech in this rotation, Rodon, Lynn, Giolito, Dallas Keuchel is a guy who's not played uh, particularly well. If he gets better, you mentioned uh, Dylan Cease yesterday, Mike. This team is terrific, Josh. I don't think people are giving this rotation enough credit. They're a it's dangerous, deep. dangerous Very team. You're, yeah. And you're talking about a team who's getting production from Rodon, who they were 86ing. At, well, whoops, this is kind of like a bonus for them, right? And then Dylan Cease is starting to step up, and then Lance Lynn being their leader. And again, if, if, if Keiko can be anything that Keiko is and just give them six innings, like, then that's all they really need, and they'll be a quality six, but I think this team's loaded. I want to go here, and we got about a minute and a half okay. with this question. I want to go inside the mind, the mentality of a major league reliever. And you were one. <laughs> you were a starter, you were a reliever. You're, you're Josh Hader, you're Jake McGee. Your team's up two runs. Oh, you mean the closers? It closers. Right? <laughs> Your team's up two runs. Okay. It's the bottom of the eighth, and you're warming up. But you've got the bases loaded and one out. Are you rooting? Your team breaks it open. Because if they score a couple, you're not coming in. If it's not a, if it's if it's more than three runs, or are you rooting? They don't because you want to get in there and get the save. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you earn your money on. Correct. Um, the answer to that is very simple. Is it a contract year for me or not? <laughs> That's it. If it's a contract year, roll it over. If it's not a contract year, I really don't care. It's a great answer. I love it's just that money, answer. man. It really is. Anything you're betting today? Anything stand out to you on the rest of the games? Yeah, it's going right now. Uh, the Braves. Yeah, and then I kind of I didn't bet it, but I love Tampa getting plus money. I just again their their success versus it's big. I mean, by, by two dollars. Way Listen, too big. I, I try yeah. to tell both you guys and our boy Wayne Krivsky, Garrett Cole's not as good as you guys all think he is. He's pretty good. It's even money to win the Cy Young. I, I don't get it. I he's pretty good. Let, man. let him show up in the postseason. Um, so you're gonna waste your time watching that Rocky game, huh? Well, I just have, I, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just fading Fulton Evich. That's all. I, I mean, I'm going to do it all year until I'm wrong. Would you say the Twins are worse than the Orioles? Could be. How bad are they? You said how bad the Orioles were. You oh, they told gotta us get that. You said they gotta it means get nothing. Back. They got to get Buxton back. Twins can't beat them. They can only beat them at home. <laughs> They're absolutely awful. Josh, thanks for taking You're the welcome. time to drive in and get a good, good solid, solid 11 minutes in. <laughs> that, that's it for the nuts today. Stay tuned for Betting Across America on VEASAN, the buttoned-up network. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.